You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name, Milwaukee Bucks reporter at the Athletic Wisconsin. And not joining me as always is my good friend and the founder of Brewhoop.com, Frank Madden. As can be the case at times, I had our schedules mismatch a little bit today and was not able to get together with Frank. So instead, I'm recording this around midnight here uh, on what I don't even know what morning it would be. Wednesday morning, technically. Um, Tuesday night, whatever you want to say. So, um, just me, Eric, with you for the ride today. Also with us for the ride today, so I guess technically not alone, is our good friends over at MyBookie. They are bringing you today's podcast. You can use their service over at MyBookie. Enter promo code LOCKED on to activate their offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus. Right now, they are matching your deposit dollar for dollar. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie. And for today's episode, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. And I, I shouldn't say... I know one thing I want to talk about for sure, and I don't know how much time it's going to take up. So um, I think there's a couple other things I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about Thon Maker. Um, we can put that as one of the things. Sterling Brown as well. Um, we can talk a little bit about that. Um, but the primary thing I wanted to start with was Chris Middleton. And uh, this kind of stems from my appearance on the big show today uh, with my good friend Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Rami Makhlouf, Leroy Butler. Uh, we had a good time on the big show today. And the the topic we ended up talking about was, was Chris Middleton. And uh, I think it was a topic that Frank and I kind of, uh, I don't want to say breezed through last night, but, you know, we just kind of mentioned, you know, Chris Middleton had a bad game and and that's that's what it was, and you know there wasn't really a whole lot more thought put into it. Just you know, he had a bad shooting night, and and that's what it is. And I think one of the the big talking points was, you know, is Chris Middleton consistent enough to be a number two? Is he consistent enough to get whatever money it is that that the Bucks are going to give him? And you know, I think it's it's an interesting discussion because, as I said on on the podcast already last week, and as I assume I will probably repeat for for weeks, months, uh, probably pretty much all the way up until uh, the moment Chris Middleton signs his contract, wherever that may be, whether that's in Milwaukee or whether that's elsewhere, but. The thing I keep saying is, you know, you might think giving Chris Middleton just 
barely below the max is too much. You might think giving him a max is too much. Um, but I tweeted out the other day, I mentioned it today on the big show. Um, if if paying Chris Middleton means you get to keep Yonstead Akumbo, you can't overpay him. There's not a number that is too crazy to keep Chris Middleton. Because if that's what it means, then that's what you do. Because that means you're securing the the viability of your franchise for for years to come. Uh, Giannis will be available, um, will be eligible for that Supermax in the summer of 2020. Obviously, this will be the summer of 2019 uh, with Middleton in Brogdon and Bledsoe and Lopez all up looking for new contracts. So it's going to be a really interesting summer. But with Middleton, I think that's where it always starts for me is that I will more than happily debate, you know, how much money he may be worth. Um, I'll more than happily, you know, debate what kind of value he brings and what kind of value he he may bring for that contract going forward. But where all those conversations start for me is if he signs, and that means Giannis signs, no money is too much money that <laughs> they're just that just doesn't exist so let's start there I, I i like to ground the conversation there um and then kind of where i want to go from there is um the idea of consistency is really interesting to me and i, I why i find it really interesting is because i think a lot of bucks fans get upset when you know at the end of the year Frank or I or someone will mention, well, Chris Middleton, you know, shot 20% or shot, excuse me, shot 40% from three and, you know, hit, hit enough shots that he scored 20 points per game. And, you know, you'll mention those things, 20 points per game, 40% from three. And they'll say, well, yeah, but that's with a really hot streak and a really cold streak. And, you know, he's just not consistent game to game. Like that's not a 40% every single game. And I mean, there's nothing I can do in that situation other than agree with you because of course it's not, that's not, that's not how averages work. If if there were players that you knew gave you 20 points per game every night, shot 40% from three every night and shot 50% from the field. Like if you knew all of those things, then the game of basketball would be a lot easier (laughs) <laughs> there wouldn't be, uh, you know, sliding scales for effectiveness in in certain games. There wouldn't be a night where you shoot you you shoot thirty five percent, and nights where you shoot twenty five percent, or nights where you shoot forty five percent from three as a team. Like if you knew what you're getting from guys every night, then we wouldn't even play the games. We would just say, okay, this guy is this, this guy is that. That's what the talent says. This team wins. That that's all you would do. And I think that's something that I can understand the frustration of because, you know, a four of 18 night for Middleton is just killer. Three for 12 from the three, like, that sucks. There's no way I can talk you out of that because it is a straight-up fact. It 100% sucks. But one thing I want to try to remind people of is you watch one team every night. And yes, some of you are League Pass addicts. I've been one myself. And, you know, maybe you'll get a couple games in it a night. But 
you are concerned about in analyzing and deeply thinking about one team every night, and and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. So those nights, you're going to see the best of Chris Middleton, and you're going to see the worst of Chris Middleton. And because you get to see that full scale, you know that there are nights where he's cold and there are nights where he's hot. You don't watch a player like Bradley Beal every night. You don't watch uh, Clay Thompson every night. You don't watch DeMar DeRozan every night. You don't watch Kemba Walker every night. You, you don't watch all of those players every night. And because you don't have that level of detail with them, you don't live through their ups and downs as much. You just see at the end of the season, this guy had this many points. And sure, you know, if that's his point per game average, that's what he does every night. And that 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 familiarity with Middleton leads to you, you know, feeling like those things are more extreme. And I don't want this to be me saying that, you know, Chris Middleton is just like all these players. Like Chris Middleton inherently doesn't get to the rim as much as a lot of guys. And because he doesn't get to the rim that much, and because he doesn't get to the foul line as much, that his floor is going to fluctuate a little bit. That That's the reason why he's not a super duper star like Giannis who can go out there and give you 25 in his sleep and somehow find a way to get all those points because, well, at the moment he's averaging, I think, about five dunks per game. Um, and that's, okay, that's 10 points. And then he's at the free throw line for, I would guess, probably another five to six a game. Okay, that's 15 points. And then even if he has a bad night, that's going to get you to 20 pretty easily. And that's why a guy like Giannis averages 26 as opposed to 20. Because, you know, if you're a guy that averages 20, you're not going to get 20 every night. Some nights you're going to get above 20. Some nights you're going to get below 20. Uh, so then that means there's going to be nights where Chris Middleton has just 15 or, or whatever it may be. So, um, like, I, I, I'm not trying to, to talk you out of the idea that Chris Middleton's style is going to be as consistent as a guy that gets to the rim as much as some of these other guys that, that you may view as above Chris Middleton. I couldn't I could I can't dissuade you of that because it just would not be possible. So I I will fully admit to inherently in his style there will be some fluctuation because he's gonna have to hit some jumpers to score points on any given night and for nights where he, he really goes off, he's gonna, you know, have to have a good shooting night because he doesn't get to the rim a ton. So I think the the thing that ended up kind of you know, bothering me about that conversation is just, you know, thinking about him as someone who is inconsistent uh, in comparison to the rest of the league when, you know, like there's always going to be, you know, some inconsistency uh, for for a guy that scores 20 points. There's going to be nights where he's in the teens. It just has to be true because if there was not a night he was in the teens, then he wouldn't be averaging 20 points. He'd be averaging 25 points because of course there'd be nights he's over 20 so that that was just one thing that that kind of I don't want to say it took me it took me aback because I've seen people you know critique Chris Middleton and you know really kind of go after him for not being good enough for a while now so these are all things that you know I've seen before and it, it was just something that after that game it was just like this isn't a conversation we're gonna have I, like it, 
that isn't something that I think Frank or I think about, but it was something that I definitely kind of saw in the Twitter sphere. And, you know, I had some questions about it and obviously on, on 105.7, we talked about it on the big show. If you want to check out that podcast link, I'm sure that's up by now. Um, so you can check that out, but you know, underlying all of that is just kind of, you know, when you think about, when you think about how many shots Chris Middleton gets, I think it's easier to see exactly why that happens because, you know, there is 81 guys in the league that score 15 points or more per game. And of those people, Chris Middleton is 51st in the league. So of that 81, so 81 score 15 or more, Chris Middleton is 51st on the list in field goal attempts per game. And to Giannis's credit, somehow he scores 26.8 points per game. Uh, and, well, he's 21st on that list. He's insanely efficient, but insanely efficient, efficient excuse me. Um, but, you know, with Middleton and with Bledsoe, Bledsoe's even lower on that list. He averages over 15 a game, just barely 15.4 per game, and he's at 74th on that list. And I just think when you look at that, when you look at usage rate, I think... Chris Middleton's usage currently, his usage percentage is somewhere, I think, around 60 or so um, league-wide. Like, again, all of those things contribute to how, quote-unquote, consistent you can be. And that is, this isn't me saying, you know, Giannis shouldn't eat up all those possessions because it's great. You want an offense around Giannis. Like, he should be the system. That that should be it. You should be doing everything you can to put him in the best place as possible. But, you know, when you go down the pecking order, then that's going to lead to games where a guy like Bledsoe, a guy like Middleton are going to score a little bit less because that's just going to kind of have to be how it is. So um, I, I just thought it, it was something that crossed my mind today and something I wanted to talk about. And, you know, like, the the idea of consistency i think is a lot easier uh to you know to attribute to a player when you don't watch them every night and i think it's a lot easier to attribute to a guy that is a team's number one option because you know they're going to get a certain number of shots every night and uh you know there's going to be some of that so i just think there's a number of things you know kind of that come as a part of Middleton's role that are going to lead to nights where he is a little bit more inconsistent, quote unquote, than people uh, would want him to be. And then also, like I said, in his style, the way that he is as a player, he he has to hit jumpers. Like he he will get to the rim from time to time. He will get some free throws from time to time. But most of his damage is done with a jumper. And you know, if the jumper is cold, that's going to be a little bit rougher night. Uh, but even with that, there hasn't been a night where he's scored. Uh, he's never he hasn't scored single digits in a game thus far this season. Which again, like that isn't. I'm not saying that's an accomplishment. But you know, as far as consistency, quote unquote, goes, like if he was truly inconsistent, I would assume there was some nights where, you know, he didn't have double figures. In fact, I, I think the lowest scoring night he had was a 12-point uh, night against the Kings when he played 22 minutes and then a 13-point night uh, against the Nuggets the first time they played. So, um, 
like I said, like there, this isn't me saying there there weren't some bad games in there for Middleton, but you know, overall, when you're thinking about quote unquote consistency, like you do have to put it all into perspective. So uh, that was one of the first things I wanted to talk about. One of the other things I wanted to talk about today was my bookie. They are bringing you tonight's episode, and they have so many different ways to bet on games and uh, on an NBA night it can be crazy on a Sunday afternoon it can be crazy for NFL uh, you can get into the action so many different ways they have in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there you can even bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score in each game so my bookie is the place for you it's easy to use it's easy to to get those bets in and you can do it all at my bookie so join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar my bookie will match your first deposit 100 percent up to one thousand dollars so use promo code locked on to activate the offer again that's my bookie online visit there today my bookie m y b o o k i e and don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus you play you win you get paid i'd have to check it out i wonder if you could bet how many points middleton would get in the game i think that would be interesting also the over under for bucks games now um i'd be very curious what that is for uh, I think the other night it was like 230-something uh, against the Hornets. I think they would not have gotten to it. Um, but I've, I wonder how many times they've hit that. Some of the other things I wanted to talk about today. I, the Bucks bench has been really interesting to me. Uh, I wrote something at the Athletic Wisconsin Day about Thon Maker. And I think what's really interesting to me, and I mentioned it a little bit the other night, but, you know, like he's got to get better at the boring stuff. And there was a play in that Hornets game that I, I, I tweeted about, but we didn't mention it on last night's uh, show. Like it, it was an interesting play to me because it kind of spoke to the inexperience of both Thon Maker and Sterling Brown. There, there was a play. Um, there was a play in. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. If it was the, the, I can't remember. But either way, it was Thon Maker, Sterling Brown on the floor. I think Connaughton, uh, Giannis, Malcolm Brogdon, and it got into a scramble situation, and. It, a scramble situation is, you know, typically a spot where Thonmaker really thrives. And it was surprising to see him struggle a little bit in that situation uh, because they ended up having... So I, I believe Kaminsky sets a pick and roll for Kemba Walker. Uh, Yana, or excuse me, Thon goes out, helps make sure that he sticks to Walker, doesn't give up a jumper, which is great. Obviously, the Bucks were a little bit more aggressive against Walker than they typically are in their pick-and-roll coverage. So he goes out, makes sure to help, and then Frank Kaminsky is one of the bigs that sets, I believe, as a double pick-and-roll. Um, so Kaminsky is one of the guys. The ball pops out to Kaminsky, and Sterling Brown was the weak side helper. Sterling Brown comes all the way up to Kaminsky, closes him out, and then Thon comes to close him out as well, 
and it was this really interesting spot where there's there's two ways that you can cover that either brown is stunting and by stunting i mean he's gonna put his hand out by kaminsky make sure that he doesn't feel comfortable enough to shoot it and then immediately leave kaminsky to go back to his responsibility in the corner or Thonmaker is going to see Sterling Brown covering Frank Kaminsky and they're going to do an X or a, a cross or a switch or whatever you want to call it where immediately Maker will see Brown in position. He'll just run to the corner and then that'll become his guy. It'll be a little bit of a switch there. And those are the two ways to handle it. And uh, that's it. Those are two ways. Either you switch it or there's a stunt and recover from Sterling Brown. Thonmaker gets back to Frank Kaminsky and that's that. And... Strangely enough, the Bucks picked the third option, and it was Sterling Brown staying on Kaminsky, Thon Maker staying on Kaminsky, and then eventually the ball swings into the corner. Uh, Nikola Batum hits a three, and that's the end of the possession. On on the sideline, you could see Bud just exasperated by the total failure of his two defenders, and I tweeted out at the time, you know, I really wonder what the call was there because the Bucks really haven't been doing a lot of that crossing action. They haven't really been doing a lot of that switching action. Um, but at times last night, they did do some of that stuff. So I'm, I'm very curious what the actual call was there because I would guess that it was supposed to be Sterling Brown uh, with a stunt and recover. Uh, Thawmaker get back to Kaminsky, and then you know you just carry on your merry way with all the matchups that you kind of wanted at the start of the possession, and that would be kind of how it would go. But I I don't know that because I don't know exactly what the Bucks run, and I wouldn't know that unless Mike Boonholzer would tell me, which he would never do. Um, but I thought that moment just kind of to me emphasized all of the ways in which you know those two guys are kind of struggling right now that Sterling Brown has really had to work on not following which he did at times last year at a Larry Sanders-esque rate uh, which is, is not ideal especially for a shooting guard small forward type and then Thon who you know is trying to find ways to affect games defensively without doing his uh, crazy flailing arms and sprinting all over the place and running all over the place and instead just playing good position defense. I thought it was a good example of those two guys, you know, not getting those things done. They they didn't handle their responsibilities. And, you know, when Mike Boonholzer is thinking about whether or not these guys should play, you know, he can kind of circle those moments and say, no, you shouldn't play uh, because you didn't execute your assignments. And whether or not you you did it right or wrong, you didn't talk enough to each other to cover for each other. Because even if you do make that initial mistake, you could still talk through it and get to those initials, get to the spots that you need to get to. Instead, they both stand on Kaminsky, leave Batum wide open in the corner, and he hits a three. And, you know, that is that is a thing that to Ursan Ilyasova's credit, uh, he is not the most fleet of foot, but he he can talk. He finds a way to get to the spots that he needs to get to, and he doesn't blow defensive assignments. And, and all of those things are reasons why 
you know, Mike Boonholzer trust Ersani de Silva so much. And, you know, the Bucks have kind of been missing those things uh, with Ilya Silva not not playing with Ilya Silva out of the game. So we'll see. I, I'm going to be very interested to see if he actually ends up playing uh, against the Bulls, if he will be back in that game. Uh, because, you know, the Bulls, I don't think, are, are the biggest threat to the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I would honestly be a little bit concerned if they – they did view it that way that he, 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 they are a huge threat that would that would not be ideal but you know at the same time uh you know the bucks haven't looked as as crisp as i think anyone would want them to as of late and i think not having their bench guys would be a big part of that uh we talked a little bit about dante last night uh, i thought you know it was good to see him back in action 8 points in 11 minutes uh kind of doing stuff as as he tends to do uh not doing stuff quite as impressively as pat Connaughton, but i do think that that's going to be really interesting to watch because essentially the bucks when when airson is out they just go to force shooting guards pat Connaughton, i think you would largely grade out as a shooting guard sterling brown probably the same dante divincenzo the same and then tony snell the same so uh they just kind of go with wings and throw them out there and uh at at times things have gone okay at times things haven't but you know if you have uh those four guys and they are able to do things and they are able to contribute uh, as frank mentioned last night i think that could be some some really interesting stuff so i'm I'm very curious what the Bucks rotations will look like in this Bulls game. I'll be very curious to see who's actually out there, um, who will be able to play, who won't be able to play, and you know, kind of the roster that the Bucks put out there. A uh, little bit of a Bulls preview here. Um, I don't think you'll be shocked to find out that you know things aren't going great for the Bulls. Uh, they are 30th in offensive rating. They are 19th in defensive rating. Those numbers uh, on basketball reference, I I just ended up pulling up here. Um, Zach Levine has scored some points. Um, Jabari Parker has scored some points. Uh, Justin Holiday does a little bit of scoring. I think you kind of got a good feel for for what the Bulls were all about the first time uh, that the Bucs played them. And I, I I would think and... You know, I think most of you would hope that the Bucks don't sleepwalk for, through the first half like they did the first time against the Bulls, uh, where, you know, they're getting crushed at the half. Uh, they give up 63 first-half points. Uh, they only score 45 themselves. They're down 18 at the half. They're down 22 at one point in that first half, and uh, then they rattle off a 46-17 to 17 third quarter and kind of take care of business the rest of the way but uh you know i think after that happening in the first bulls game in the first half of that bulls game then the bucks dropping one of the suns now getting the bulls again i i think uh though i i argued vehemently that you know that doesn't constitute the bucks always struggle against bad teams or anything like that um you know if you want to break that pattern after taking care of business early in the season and then having a bad half against the bulls and a bad game against the suns i mean the easiest way to nip that in the bud is to just kick the crap out of the bulls 
that that would be the way to go about it and i'll be very curious to see if the bucks can actually do that so uh that is going to be it for us for today uh no frank just me solo um hopefully we can get frank back tomorrow and get you guys uh a full podcast with both both of us so we'll try that all again tomorrow uh but today's episode brought to you by my bookie again the promo code locked on activates the offer at my bookie where they will match your deposit dollar for dollar for first time users of my bookie and they will match that first deposit 100 percent up to one thousand dollars so visit my bookie online today that's my bookie m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim the bonus you play you win you get paid over at my bookie so that is all for today frank hopefully back tomorrow uh hopefully there is not an angry frank and instead a satisfied frank as the bucks beat down on the bulls but either way we'll have a podcast for you after tomorrow night's game so for frank madden i'm eric name this has been lockdown bucks we'll talk to you tomorrow